0: Hey, I've got a short story for you. Actually, it's a West African folktale. You want to hear it? Sweet. Get you uh, get some munchies if you want, maybe some circus peanuts, uh, pork rind, Slim Jim, balance it out with some kale chips and purple Fanta, and we'll be good to go. Oh, I'm Craig, by the way. This is Illuminated Soul. All right, a West African folktale. There once was an elderly and wise gentleman who lived in a village. He would often spend his days sitting in the shade of a big tree in the center of the village, reading books and talking to passersby. One day, a traveler came upon his village and stopped, and said, Old man, I've been traveling across the countryside, and I've seen many things and met many people. Can you tell me what kind of people I will find in your village? The elderly gentleman looked up and replied, Certainly I can, but first you tell me. What kind of people have you found in your travels? The traveler scowled and said, Old man, I've met people who cheat, steal, and aren't kind to strangers, and people who don't look out for one another. The elderly gentleman looked up and, with a faint look of sadness in his eyes, said, Oh, my friend, those are the people you will find in my village. The traveler kicked the dirt under his feet, scoffed, and marched off towards the village. By and by, as the elderly gentleman continued to enjoy his day, another traveler came walking through the village. Once again, the traveler stopped and asked, Please, kind sir. I've been traveling across the countryside and I've seen many things and met many people. Can you tell me what kind of people I will find in your village? The elderly gentleman said, certainly I can. But first you tell me what kind of people have you found in your travels? The traveler replied, I have found people who are kind and welcoming of strangers. People who care for one another. People who love. These are the people I have met in my travels. The elderly gentleman looked up. And with the faintest smile in his eyes said, my friend, those are the people you will find in my village. Isn't that beautiful? It's a story about perception. As someone once said, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are things happen to us we experience negative emotional sensations circumstances people and we we wonder what does this mean uh, And another question could be well what do you want it to mean <laughs> right what do i want it to mean and we find ourselves projecting what we perceive you know you, you've heard it said we 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 truly find what we're looking for what we're truly looking for it just so happens oftentimes we don't know what we're looking for. We don't know that we're projecting this inner perception we have. Let me give you a, a maybe a biblical example of this could be the report of the spies in Numbers. You have Caleb who wants to take the land and he declares that they can certainly conquer the enemy. It's a done deal. And in uh, Numbers thirteen thirty three, the spies, the men who were sent out, they come back and they reply, We seemed like grasshoppers in our own sight, and we must have seemed the same to them. What an interesting statement. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own sight, and we must have seemed the same to them. Well, in whose sight did they seem like grasshoppers? Their own. And they automatically projected outwardly what they perceived inwardly. It's like you've heard it said perception is reality. Yeah, perception is your inner reality, which can manifest outwardly in what we say And do during my depression years, my mood disorder, the anxiety, all that stuff, my inner reality. I wasn't being honest with it for many years, but it was messed up. (laughs) My perception of myself and life and God was completely off base. And I projected it. I would always say one thing. I would say I have such a great distaste for life. And the true thing is, outwardly, I had a great life. Incredible Wife and two sons and and an incredible job in radio. It was going great. But yet, I would say I have a great distaste for life. And in this great life, perceivably, you know, everything going well, relationally, financially. It was just misery. And that's why for many years, my wife couldn't understand. I couldn't understand at times. Why am I so depressed? This doesn't make sense. What's going on? And the deeper I got, I would just project this idea of self-hatred and worthlessness and life is worthless and God just barely tolerates me and and I would continually run that like a projector outward. But it was just the revealing of the film that was running inwardly. Does that make sense? Put it this way, Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your inner person, your mind, your will. Guard your attention, your thinking, your thoughts, your reflection, your seat of emotions and passions and appetites. Guard your heart for everything you do. The living flows from it. And so I think we project what we perceive. It's, and we don't even know, that we know we're doing it, you know. It's just part of the human default. So I have this, this little tool. It's a writing tool. A little writing exercise, I should say. To help you and me, when we find ourselves uh, overwhelmed, dealing with anxiety, depression, just a challenging circumstance, uh, individuals, whatever is going on, what we're really talking about is what's going on in our perception, our heart, in our mind, our attention and our thinking, and when it seems to be being overwhelmed by circumstances and emotions. It's a simple writing exercise. It even helps me with, you know, I deal with uh, obsessive thinking, OCD. Uh, and this exercise has really helped with, with clearing my mind and getting down to the root and breaking the, um, the brain lock, so to speak, that can happen. And there are five simple questions. Five simple questions. Questions are these. What am I perceiving right now? What am I looking for? What am I thinking? What am I believing? What is my reality? That's it. I'll I'll, I'll go through them slowly. Again, they're, what am I perceiving right now? What am I looking for? What am I thinking? What am I believing? What is my reality? My perceived reality. So the, the first one, what am I perceiving right now? our perceptions that means what am I apprehending by means of the senses or of my mind cognition and understanding so uh, g- let me give you a real example from my life during my depression and I still use this tool <laughs> quite a bit but during my depression I, w- I just hated myself I felt completely worthless so I perceived and, and the, the, the thing with this exercise you hear me often say on illuminated soul we want to be real with what we feel so we just want to be honest we want to be honest with our perceptions and and that's the thing is oftentimes we, we aren't and we want to be real. We, 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 we want to uh, be authentic and vulnerable with this exercise. So let's be honest. What am I perceiving in this context? Uh, myself, when I was depressed, I felt completely worthless and that God just tolerated me. Okay. So I write down my perception. Craig, what am I perceiving right now? Well, I'm worthless and that God just barely tolerates me. Then I ask, what am I looking for? Well, I'm looking for signs of that. I'm looking for things to validate that perception. So even whatever would happen, somehow, and I remember my wife getting so frustrated, even something awesome, and I could twist it and all of a sudden make it, make it validate the, this perception that I was worthless and that God barely tolerated me. It was a skill that I had learned. So what am I perceiving right now? I'm worthless. God barely tolerates me. What am I looking for? I'm looking for signs of that, validation of that. What am I thinking? Well, that's easy. I'm thinking I am worthless, and, and God barely tolerates me. And, and here's the proof, because I've been looking for it. And then I ask, well, what am I believing then? Oh, I can tell you that. I'm believing unequivocally and categorically that I am worthless, And that God barely barely tolerates me. So what am I beholding as my reality? That I am worthless. And God just tolerates me. And that's it. And, And what we believe in that moment becomes our reality. What I mean by that is what we take to be true, our inner reality. And from that, we project that perception. We project what we perceive. And we write it out. I love getting it out on paper because I, I, you, you get it out of you, so to speak, and you create this cognitive distance now. Now I see it. It was once in my head, in my heart, and now I, I have it on paper. And you can feel a bit of a stretching, a bit of a disconnection uh, take place. I love that. That, that. The writing exercises, I think, are so valuable to do that. And so that's it. It's a real simple tool when we're dealing with call them just faulty or twisted or dark perceptions. And we all do to varying degrees. It's kind of the part of the human default, I think. So those five questions again, what am I perceiving right now? What am I looking for? What am I thinking? What am I believing? And what do I take to be true? What do I take to be my current reality? And then after you do that, go back over those questions with God or with a trusted friend or a counselor. And then with God and scripture. Now, God, it's like you slide the paper over to to him on the table. Say, well, God, there's my perceived reality (laughs) based on what I've been perceiving, looking for, thinking, and believing. Now, can you help me? Because Paul said, we have the mind of Christ. We hold the thoughts, feelings, purposes, and perceptions of his heart. We're partakers of his divine nature. We have access to that. We've been given access to that. Isn't that beautiful? So we can go to him and now say, Lord, what are you perceiving? And you listen and you write it down. And God, what are you looking for? And what are you thinking? What do you believe right now, God? And now what is your reality? Because that's what we want, right? You and I want God's perceptions. We want what he's looking for, what he's thinking, what he believes We want the reality of Jesus Christ. So it's a beautiful little writing exercise. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, that idea of projecting what we perceive, you know. I'll finish with a a little statement from Tony D. Clark. He said, it's important to be conscious of your perception. Because if you're not, someone else or something else will create it for you. Hey, thanks for letting me hang out with you. I'm Craig. This is Illuminated Soul.